Welcome to the Weekly Hotspot, where your hosts, Mistress Delia and me, Miss Olivia, talk about sex, kink, fetish, phone sex, BDSM. Oh, did I mention we're talking about sex? Oh, wow. We talk about all kinds of naughty and interesting topics. Today's topic is a question from a listener who writes, my question is about boundaries when you play your own that you don't want to cross subjects or scenes that are off limits. And the callers, how do you know how far you can push stretching a boundary without crossing it? Especially when he, me, may not even know where that boundary is. So to you listeners, Ms. Delia and I both play in the face-to-face fetish scene. I don't say real because in my experience, we can and do have real emotions, real submission, real dominance here on the phone, distance domination. So we know the fetish scene in terms of distance domination and face-to-face. We actually are femdoms in our personal and private life. So we know what we're talking about. Ms. Delia? Ms. Delia, let's talk about boundaries. Let's start with fetish negotiation. You're brilliant at it. So what do you do? So this this question, first off, is an excellent question because you can't know how to stretch a boundary unless you know what it is, where it is. And that's yes. the huge part of fetish negotiations. And what I like to do If it's going to be something new for a caller, um, a pain type call, a more intense type call, or even, you know, physically, emotionally, whatever, I will have a conversation, not long, doesn't have to be lengthy at all, can just be a quick minute and just say, where have you gone with this before? What do you think about when you think of this? And if this gets tough for you, how will you let me know? So starting to set boundaries, you get into that negotiation conversation. And it's very easy because I think most people, when they have fantasies and fetishes, they play it out in their minds a certain way. So to go beyond that, that might be a little bit tough. I think you bring up something really fascinating and so true. Everybody who calls or a submissive in any kind of situation has a particular scene in his or her mind. And the trick is, from the dominant standpoint, to get the submissive to tell you what they're thinking about. Exactly. And that can be as simple as, tell me your fantasy. And some people will just tell you everything from beginning to end, almost like a script of a fantasy and how they would like it to go. Others really want to be pushed, want to be challenged, and they don't know. So they may just give kind of an outline of what they're looking for. And as the dominant, your responsibility is to take that and to listen, to key into their voice, their words, and to do check-ins. That really speaks to experience, especially when someone comes to you and says, well, I know that I like this, Mm. this, and this. And that's really all you have to go on. It's your personal experience playing in the scene. And then also on the phone that comes into play because you have enough experience to sort of fill in the blanks, blanks that he may not even know that he has. So true. So true. And I do a lot of this in my real life with my husband, Jack, I get into different types of things that 
I like to play with, that he likes to play with, that we might be curious about. And um, we use the same kind of technique, negotiate, talk, figure out the worries, the fears, and then just work through it. Now, that sounds like one of these, honey, we need to talk when you get home today kind of conversations that just absolutely freak men out. It's like, what the fuck? I'm going to drive off a cliff rather than go home because she wants to talk <laughs> no, to me. No, I don't, I don't think it's like that <laughs> Right? All, it's right. not, right? So talk to the guys who are like, fuck, <laughs> I don't want to have a conversation. I just want to have sex. So, yeah. It's not that kind of a honeymoon no, it's talk not. conversation. It's easy. <laughs> and I actually like to do it when my husband is tied up because that's when he's vulnerable. So- if a caller calls and they are even the slightest hint aroused, there's some sexual motivation right there for them to talk a little bit. And that kind of conversation, I find that when the cock is hard, the mouth moves a little bit. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Erotic interrogation. I can tell you from a dominant standpoint, half the time when you and I are doing these fetish scene negotiation, (laughs) erotic interrogation scenes, they think we're just having this sexy conversation and you throw in a little bit, I'm going to touch you here. I want you to stroke this way. I want you to touch this way. Please your nipples just a teeny little bit and answer this question for me. That kind of thing. So I don't want people who are hearing, we need to talk, we need to have a negotiation as something that is this onerous, like, let's you and I sit down and figure out a schedule for doing the dishes (laughs) and taking the trash out. (laughs) This is not your wife or your girlfriend style of negotiation, trust me. And actually a little bit sexy. You know, if I'm rubbing your thigh here, mm, tell me what you're thinking, or maybe we'll stop doing that. You know, don't don't stop, mistress. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Because you know what? If it's not pleasurable, right. he's not going to do it. If it's not pleasurable to us. We're not going to do it. I've noticed something. Sometimes people think because they pay us for distance domination that they can misbehave, Mm. act passive aggressive, be snotty, any of these kind of irritating things. Here's the thing. You and I are busy enough. We don't need the money. There will always be somebody else behind them. We can pick and choose who we want to interact with. I have had people that when I try and do an erotic interrogation or find out what they're looking for, what they want, or monosyllabic, and then I just begin to try stuff. They'll email back and they'll be like, I didn't like that at all. And I'm like, great. So what the fuck do you want? I don't know, mistress. I'll do anything. And I'm like, uh, no. The minute you complained, you have to speak the fuck up. You have to own it and you have to tell me what you want. There's only been, in all the years that I've been doing this, there's only been two people on the phone that were never able to figure that out. And I dismissed both of them. I said, you know what? We are not a match. 
You don't know what you want. And anything that I do, you're going to be dissatisfied Yeah, that's with. such a good point. And it. you know, you Goodbye. bring that up. And I would actually say, I can't even think of one person in all the time that I have been doing distance domination on the phone that that I've had to let someone go just because I think for me, maybe people who, who give me a call, it's something rare that they don't have any idea what they want. Oh, I think this person, well, they I didn't think want to say these it. two people knew exactly what they wanted. And part of what they uh, wanted was kind of topping from the bottom, like a smarmy, going to fuck with mistress or going mm-hmm. to fuck with the sex worker. I mean, there's a type of person who's like, oh, I'm going to call for submission, but I'm not actually a submissive. And oh, yep. I'm also going to be a, there's a really fetish smarmy for and with people. If it's out there, it's a fetish. So yeah. And there's there's also a fetish for submissives who are brats. I've been very public mm-hmm. on my blog. I'm not into brat play. And so I think sometimes people sort of get confused about that. You and I are very yeah. blunt. We are very direct. We are skilled. We are experienced. We are more than happy to guide someone, especially someone who's new to the scene. We are great mm-hmm. guides. Absolutely fantastic guy. I agree with that. I agree with that. And, you know, so truthfully, I value conversation. So I think I draw people to me who like to converse back and forth because when you're sharing and you're talking and you're trading ideas about fantasies, even if it's an email, you send some ideas, that's what makes it really hot and sexy. That's what makes it incredible. That's what lets everything kind of meld together and gives you a fantastic orgasm. It's also foreplay. (laughs) I'm aroused Mm -hmm. while I'm talking to him. He's aroused while he's talking to me. Yes, it's anticipation. And it is a dance. Remember, Fred Astaire was the one who was leading, but Ginger Rogers was the one who was dancing backwards (laughs) and in high heels. So, damn right she did. So I think sometimes for some submissives, they are unsure how to express boundaries. I've had people who will want a session and they say, no, I don't want a safe word. You can do anything you want, mistress. I don't want a safe word. I can count on one hand the submissives on the phone or in person that I have ever been willing to do that kind of play with. It's because I know the person so well that I can tell from body language, et cetera. And we have this long history of being together. So they don't actually need a safe word. Have you ever had anybody call who says, I, actually have, I don't want to say And we word. have had a quick Just discussion about rack, which is risk aware consensual kink or consensual non consent. If you are consenting to have no say in the matter, that's consensual non consent. And you do everything that mistress says, and mistress just goes to town on you. I like consensual non consent for scenes like that. But If you're brand new to being a submissive or brand new to kink and you think going to mistress and saying, do anything you want will please my mistress, 
and not having any thoughts yourself, not having any idea about your own well-being, I think that's ridiculous. And that is what makes me uncomfortable and unhappy. And that is what would have me turn someone away. And it's also not sexy. People sometimes think that being submissive means that you're weak. It doesn't. You have to maintain your own agency. Here's the deal about power exchange. Exactly. You have to actually have power in order to exchange it. If you're just this amorphous blob that is no say, no power, no nothing, anywhere in any part of your life, and I have to tell you when to breathe, what to wear, what to eat, like all of this minutia that I've actually had people <laughs> want me to do. Right. I'm like, oh my God. are you out mm-hmm. of your fucking mind? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. You and, and me like both. Totally. And if, if <sighs> a submissive comes and says, just do whatever, that shows me that he's inexperienced and not at all knowledgeable about kink. And that's where someone can actually get really hurt physically or emotionally. And I'm not up for really hurting someone, you know, in in a real kind of way. And that may sound wrong. Consensual pain and kink is one thing, but, you know, fucking with someone and you don't mean to, that's not okay at all. You bring up a really interesting point. He asked about what we do if somebody crosses a boundary on a call. There are topics, of course, that I can't, you know, talk about in this podcast, you know, things that someone might want to do that we actually cannot do on the phone. And I have my, or I have my own personal reasons for not wanting to do them. And I'm very frank, very clear, often just very blunt about it. And I'll say, I don't think that that's sexy. I don't like playing that way. Playing that way does absolutely nothing for me. And I won't do it. And if that's what you're really looking for, I will send you back to the dispatcher and she can send you to someone else who will do something like that. But really, we don't do that here. So I'm going to let her know what you want. So that that kind of stuff, somebody pushing my own boundary, never, 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 never goes well for me because I feel that it's a visceral kind of thing. And I feel it. I react to it. And then hopefully, you know, we we reach a nice spot where we can just put it away and continue playing. There are people mm-hmm. that love to call and love to push those boundaries. Like you, I am very blunt. I think being very direct about what works, what doesn't, what's sexy, what's available, etc. I think being very direct about these things is a must. And different people have said, wow, yep, you're that's a compliment. really blunt and clear in your communication. And I'm like, thank you. And this is another thing for people that are used to talking to wives and girlfriends and pussyfooting around <laughs> various topics. Uh, like I'll flat out ask. So yeah, have you ever sucked right? a cock? I love asking those questions. Do you like to eat your own cum? Did you do, uh-huh. are, are you ready for anal play? Did you prepare yourself? <laughs> you know, it's not, no, these blunt questions are not off limits for us and they're not weird. Magical thing happens with the guys that we talk to is as soon as they realize they can have a real conversation about real sexual issues, 
they open up and they're like, yes, and this is going on and this is going on. Mm -hmm. I've wanted to try this. And what do you think about this? Oh, yes. It is so liberating and just becomes the very best thing. When you realize that you are truly safe as a submissive and that you can say anything to that mistress, you can talk to this wonderful mistress about everything you've ever fantasized about, it becomes really just the most liberating, welcoming, wonderful feeling ever to be that free about your sexuality. Free about your sexuality, unjudged. And then the final thing is we have the knowledge, expertise, skill, and history in order to help you explore things that maybe you haven't thought of, but would love. This is talking a little bit about edge play. So his question was, how do you know how far you can push stretching a boundary without crossing it, especially when he or she may not know where the boundary is? That is edge play. So how would a mistress know with a submissive how to push and where or what to push? So we already talked about the setting up and negotiating, which is wonderful. Once you have those boundaries established, one thing that I really like to do is establish safe words, check-in words, something that you can do when you are getting edgy. For example, my husband, Jack, I write about this a lot in my begformistress.com blog. He is not big into pain play, but I'm sadistic from time to time. I'm a much more severe mistress from time to time just because I get in that mood. So what I do is explain to him, we're doing a spanking scene tonight. I'm taking out the harder things. I'll have the cane out. And this is what I want. I'm going to use these things and I am going to push you to the edge to the point where I actually want you to say your safe word. Don't try to take it more than you can. This helps me to see where your boundary is and how I can push it. So when you get to your safe word, when you're at that point, you need to say it. Has he ever balked at saying that, using a safe word? Because I think a lot of submissives, especially new submissives or really, really committed submissives, think that they should be able to take absolutely anything from mistress. Oh, yes. It was actually the first time we had done pain play in our relationship. I had to stop the scene and I calmed him down. It was a caning scene, and as you know, caning is painful, but it's perfect for edge play. And sometimes with edge play, you do tip over the edge, and that's actually the purpose of edge play, to find out where the edge is. But he thought I wanted him just to be able to take it all. I wanted to push him. I didn't want to hurt him. And I said, we're stopping the scene. And because he was in that mix of subspace, he was feeling 
that mix of, fuck, did I disappoint her? And, oh, this hurts. So I just let it go for the night. The next day, we did actually talk about it. And it wasn't the sexiest conversation because I was angry. You know, it it wasn't a, a bitchy conversation, but I just said, this was my goal. We'll try this again another time. And when we do edge play like this, this is what I expect. I want to learn. And so somehow that clicked and he got it. And now we do different kinds of edge play all the time with, you know, spankings, canings, CBT, nipple play, various kinds of things. So it's fun. That's exactly what happened to me. And I think this is where a mistress, or certainly you and I, are different in our private lives and also on the phone with people. We're very direct. This is what I want. This is what I'd expect. This is what I expect from you. Because I had the same conversation with my submissive. He was he was up against the wall. I was caning him and he was trembling and he started crying. His face was beat red. His ass was already beat red and there were stripes on his ass, but he wasn't saying anything. He wasn't Mm -hmm. grunting. There were no external things. None. And this is someone that I'd played with for a long time. And I was pushing that boundary. Went over that in terms right. of gameplay. Right. And I just felt, oh my God, as a mistress, I felt horrible. That is the worst feeling because oh, submissives yeah. always need to know if you have a good mistress, she is looking out for your well-being, your best interest. Oh, oh yes. And that means protecting the submissive who is in subspace. It really is the worst feeling ever for a mistress to feel like she has hurt or damaged a submissive. That is such a fucking awesome point. I want to say something that, you know, happens sometimes on calls. People actually expect, you know, oh, mistress is fucking me with a strap on. Mistress, are you going to have an orgasm? That would make me so happy just to make you happy, mistress. Can you, are you going to come for me, mistress? No. I'm not coming. And why? Because that takes me out of my dom space. Because while you're getting fucked with my strap on, while you're getting spanked with my toys, I can come from giving a spanking. I can. When I'm doing these things to you, I need to be 100% in control. And an orgasm takes me out of that. I need to be checking in on you. I need to be watching your breathing, watching your blinking, watching your body, your muscles tense up, everything, especially when we're doing edge play. So I am not going to be having an orgasm because that takes me right out of that space. And and that would end the scene for me, you know? I absolutely agree with you. And let me just add that all of the visual cues that you mentioned, you and I are skilled Mm -hmm. enough. We hear that on the phone. So we will hear something as subtle as just the tiniest little gasp, the hitch in your breathing, how your voice changes if it goes Mm -hmm. up or if it goes down. There are all of these cues that we pick up on and we use every single one of them to direct and guide. And and I'm sure you do the same thing. When I'm in my dominant space, my dom space or my domain space, 
It is a discreet feeling. It is a concrete feeling. It is not like, ooh, Olivia is hot and horny and my pussy's wet and I'm (laughs) feeling all excited. It is something different from that. Now, I may be hot, horny, and my pussy is Mm -hmm. excited, but my tom space is something different. It is just like subspace for the submissive, but it's the opposite. It is floating, and yet it's there with the submissive, but also kind of detached. Right. Because while I'm in the moment, I'm also thinking about the next thing, where I want to go with this, what I want to do, what do I want to accomplish, how I want the submissive to react or feel, <laughs> what the scene is, all oh, of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And a blur like, are you going to yeah. have an orgasm no. now? Uh, Sparky? <laughs> no. But thanks for asking. Uh This actually happened to me in real life. So I'm there and I'm totally, totally in this space and I'm just feeling all great. And I was new to playing with this particular submissive. (laughs) And so I'm doing all of this stuff, feeling awesome. And he fucking cracks a joke. I now know that this is part of our scene play and it's fine now. But in that moment, I didn't know that. And so it was startling in not a good (laughs) kind of way. I can imagine that laugh. It's not a laugh at all. Oh my God. And I'm like, he looked over at me and he goes, that was funny. And I'm like, uh, we'll talk about it just a little Mm -hmm. bit later. And I'm like, you know, if you are functioning at that level where you can crack an intricate wordplay joke, you're not in fucking subspace. Uh Because if you're in subspace, (laughs) it's kind of like, how do you feel, pet? Really? Yeah. Really? You feel that good? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? If someone is able to Space. do intricate exactly. math or exactly. discuss oh, the nuances yeah. of wow. NATO troop movements, wow. chances what? are they are not in subspace. When a phone boundary is crossed and you know it is not intentional, how do you in the scene bring the person back and keep that person in subspace because sometimes a submissive will cross one of my personal boundaries. Well, here's what I do. And it might be my psychology background coming in, but I kind of slow down a little bit, lower my voice somewhat Reconnect by taking a couple of deep breaths. That's when I do a little bit of a check-in. And those kinds of things, you know, I can gently steer away from something that was making me uncomfortable at that time. You know, I can see that you want to go there, but mistress is controlling the flow of this scene. So just take a nice deep breath and just feel everything happening around you. That is is kind of the approach that I take. 
as a mistress, you don't want to say, stop, I don't want to go there because it takes both of you out of the scene. So you mentioned your blog, begformistress.com. My blog is experiencedmistress.com. This entire podcast was inspired by a question from a listener. Great question. Keep the questions coming. Okay. You can email both of us. Olivia's email is olivia at enchantrixempire.com or get my email, delia at enchantrixempire.com. We really love it when you reach out and talk to us. You can hear all of these sexy episodes on our blog, theweeklyhotspot.com. Next week, remember, we are talking about remote sex toys. Super exciting. But for now, thanks for joining us. And remember, stay sexy and stay hot.